0: October 7, 2023 is a day that will live in infamy among Israelis and those who honor the Word of God and love Israel. Hamas terrorists infiltrated Israel from the Gaza Strip and murdered over 1,400 Israeli men, women, and children. They committed acts of unspeakable but very personal savagery. They kidnapped over 150 people, subjugating them to ongoing and unspeakable horror. Now... Over a week after this attack, there has been no word from any of those hostages. Today, Nathan and I are going to address the war that Hamas sparked from a prophetic, or should I say, biblical perspective. With many people asking, how does this fit into the end times? We'll turn to God's Word to understand the context and the inevitable outcome. We'll also discuss what motivates human beings to give in to such hatred that they would act with barbaric cruelty. Clearly, One aspect of this war that gets very little treatment in the Western press, and dare I say even many American churches, is the religious underpinning of this conflict. And finally, we will comment on the audacious moral insanity that seems to be rampant on most American college campuses, demonstrating an existential threat to the foundations of our own civilization. Well, Nathan, we have a lot of ground to cover today. But we should make it clear that we stand with Israel, and with all those families who are suffering unspeakable sorrow in Israel today.
1: And one of the <clears throat> things that I've liked about this ministry, and for the 20 some years Christ in Prophecy has been airing, is if you all notice, we've had this little solidarity flag between America and Israel. Lamb and Lion Ministries has long stood for Israel, not just to virtue signal, as so many like no. men's basketball association yeah. all are doing today. But we also put our money where our mouth is. We support many ministries in Israel, like Avi Mizraki, and E.L. Gehrman, and uh, Baruch Korman, and others that get the Gospel out to people. And uh, we take tours to Israel all the time to help educate people in what's going on in Israel. So, yes, I'm very proud to be part of a ministry that stands so strongly behind Israel.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that, Nathan. I do too. Obviously, this month as we're recording this particular message, our, our lamplighter theme has been the greatest sign of all, which is Israel. So we pointed people to how Israel in its modern manifestation is a fulfillment of God's prophetic promise to bring the Jewish people back to their native homeland, albeit in unbelief, and to preserve and protect them. And so let me be very clear, he's brought them back to their land, as he says over and over again. I can prove that in Amos chapter 9, verse 15, where he says, I will return you to their land. They, he will bring the Jewish people to their land. So, He has done so, He will preserve and protect them. But the question people are asking us, they, they asked you probably over the weekend, me as well, we get phone calls. Is this a war of the end times?
1: Uh, yes and no. I mean, at this point, by the time this airing, obviously things will happen. But at this point Hamas and Israel are having a fight. Now, that's not the first time. Israel, as soon as they became a nation in May 1948, the Islamic world attacked uh, again in 56 and in 73, the Six Day War in 67. Uh, they've had two wars with Lebanon. There's multiple skirmishes with Hamas. This could turn into something bigger, we believe prophetically. I, I tend to believe that this is bigger because the difference this time is that Israel's now committed to dealing with Hamas as a terrorist organization, bearing in mind that the Gazan people are also being held captive by Hamas. I mean, yes. Hamas is blocking the border so they can't escape into Israel and also, I, I love the fact that this is, uh, Israel's finally, uh, we've been wanting this for a long time, finally standing up and saying, okay, we're gonna deal with terrorists. The problem is, is that every time Israel deals with terrorism, the world that hates the Jewish people because anti-Semitism yeah. is spiritual, then turns on Israel. So Israel might defend themselves, they might kill the killers, but they will then be labeled the killers. We know that the northern front has been opening up with Lebanon. So this could definitely get bigger.
0: So when we think about wars of the end times, and we've discussed this on Christ and Prophecy before, Dr. David Reagan just uh, this past year released nine wars of the end times. And we're going to make available to you today a bundle with that and another book dealing with Islam. But we talk about how we've always anticipated that Psalm 83 could be the next war. And folks, just to remind you what Psalm 83 discusses, is that the inner ring of nations, those peoples close to Israel, that would include Gaza specifically, but also Egypt, Jordan, Syria, and Lebanon. Of course I'm going counterclockwise around Israel. Those immediate neighboring nations will come against Israel. It will defeat them overwhelmingly to the point that Israel is able to live securely. They feel completely unthreatened by a a close-by enemy. And you think, what unites all those nations even today is the the scattered Palestinian people, those people groups that have never been absorbed by the Arab nations, even in Jordan. They're not really absorbed into Jordanian citizenship, they are left as refugees, And the Arab nations have always tried to utilize the Palestinians as pawns to be a thorn in Israel's side.
1: Oh yeah, what refugee camps are still around after 70 years? Most people don't realize that when Israel came back and started settling the land in the 1900's there was almost nobody living there. It was part of the Ottoman Empire until World War I. Uh, Those people that call themselves Palestinians today were actually, many of them, invaders when in 1948 when Israel declared its independence. The Arab nation says, hey, you can go and take that land once we defeat Israel. They were shocked when a bunch of kibbutz farmers won, and uh, Israel became a nation officially in May of 1948. But those countries never absorbed the people they sent to settle the land back, and they put them in refugee camps and then used them as political pawns to constantly say, look, the Israelis are mistreating these people. So uh, Israel is a nation. As legitimate because the U.N. has a resolution that makes it official that that land that was the British mandate is Israel's land. And we know biblically we can go to the Bible that God promised the land from the Euphrates all the way to Egypt and all the way through Jordan. So Israel doesn't even have all of their land yet.
0: No, we obviously can point to the U.N.'s Resolution 181, but our Our uh, authority doesn't come from the UN, it comes from the Word of God, where the Lord over and over again promised Abraham and his descendants of the promise that they would possess forever, uh, or at least have the right to the land. I know for a long time they were were dispersed from the land, but over and over again in Scripture God promised to bring (coughs) them back. And so there were no Palestinian people identified as a nation group until just since 1948. As a matter of fact, they were citizens of the Ottoman Empire. Many of them were citizens they thought or would have claimed of Transjordan and the other nation states that were really erected just in the last couple of hundred years, and mostly by the great powers. The point being that in Psalm 83 this inner ring of, of nations which is identified as Edom and Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Hema, uh, Gabal, Amam, Amalek, Philistia, and Tyre, and Assyria. again the immediate ring of nations will come against Israel. We've always thought that that war would take place first, and as Nathan indicated, there have been many wars since Israel's founding in 1948 that would hearken to this kind of a grouping. So whether it's in 1967 uh, under the leadership of, of Egypt at the time with Nasser, whether it's 1973 with Anwar Sadat, obviously usually joined by Assyria, But today there's great animosity among this ring of nations. And yet, as we're witnessing right now, Nathan, this present conflict has a looming threat coming from Iran, which is instigating not only Hamas in the Gaza area, the Islamists within the Palestinian Authority area of Judea and Samaria, what the world thinks of as the West Bank, and also Hezbollah just north in Lebanon. So, could this become the broader conflict of Ezekiel 38 and 39 with Iran, with Russia very, very quickly?
1: Yeah. Well, what we've got here with Iran is there's a bigger picture going on as Iran is using Hezbollah in Lebanon, Hamas, uh, the Islamic Jihad, and all these groups as proxies to fight the war that they want. What Iranian ayatollahs want is they want the Middle East to burst in the flames, all of the Middle East to be on fire. Because their their theology says that yeah. then the Mahdi, the 12th Imam, will come and when he comes he will defeat and will set up a new caliphate and the ayatollahs will basically be second in command over an entire caliphate that will go on to take over the world. So when Iranians talk about, or I should say Iranian leadership, because the Iranian people too are being held hostage by the ayatollahs, but the ayatollahs believe that their eschatology says is that they will rule the world if they can get the Middle East to burst into flames. And it's easy to do that when you're constantly attacking Israel through proxies. So there's a a bigger picture from the Islamic world. Uh, There's a Sheik Ibrahim Uderis, I think he said it best back in 2005, he says, we have ruled the world before and by Allah the day will come when we will rule the entire world again. Then he goes on and says, uh, listen to the prophet Muhammad tells you about the evil end that awaits the Jews. There's always this hatreds of Jews. The stones and the trees will want the Muslims to finish off every Jew." And Mm. that comes right out of the Quran, their Islamic holy book, where there's a hundred verses that speak about jihad, primarily about destroying the Jewish people because Muhammad tried to ally himself with the Jewish people, they refused, and so he turned on them with a vengeance. And to this day, the Islamic world hates the Jewish people.
0: Well, we're going to turn to talk about Islam as the instigator, really, ideologically behind this kind of hatred and this kind of conflict. Because it will
1: help us understand the God. It will help, help God us God understand. Or, yeah.
0: But I just would say, folks, when we read Scripture, and, and so we, we read newspaper headlines, watch the television, with a God-oriented perspective. In other words, what is He revealed in His Word? We know. That these nations are going to come against Israel. Eventually every nation in the world will abandon Israel, will come against it. Right now we believe we're seeing what could be a manifestation of Psalm 83, but it could morph very quickly into a larger conflict of Ezekiel 38 and 39. Obviously all these wars of the end times, their exact timing is undetermined. We just know that there will be great conflict, but Israel will be victorious. It will be victorious according to Psalm 83 against that inner ring. And it will feel very secure. And then when the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war kicks off, what we call the war of Gog and Magog, it will be God Himself who intervenes miraculously to where even the Israelis recognize that God has defeated their enemies and they are able to collect the weapons of their enemies there on the mountains of Israel, typically in the north is what we think of there. And throughout this last week, I have been drawn to the Psalms, especially early in the Psalms, corresponding with the day of the month. So on on October 7th, I went to Psalm 7, and I read how David was calling out to the Lord God to protect him from all who wanted to destroy and kill him. And he said, Lord, arise in your anger and lift yourself up against the raid of my adversaries and arouse yourself for me. You have appointed judgment. This is in verse 6, he says, Oh, let the we- evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. For the righteous God tries the hearts and minds. My shield is with God, who saves the upright in heart. That's verse uh, 9 and 10. And at the very end, he gives a, a just a song of praise I will give thanks to the Lord, to Yahweh according to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. So, David recognizes that God is the protector and defender of Israel, and that's what we want to affirm. But, Nathan, a lot of even Christians miss the religious implications of this conflict. So, you touched on it a moment ago. What is behind this satanic hatred? That Hamas and so many of the Islamists have.
1: Well, it comes right out of their holy books, the Quran, for instance. Uh, Surah nine five. Surah is the like chapter verse. Fight and slay the pagans wherever you find them, and seize them, and beleaguer them, and lie in wait for them in every stratagem. Uh, there also talks about Surah two one ninety one through one ninety two and kill them wherever you find them, and drive them out once they drove you out. And persecution is severer than slaughter. If they do fight you, then slay them, such is the recompense of unbelievers. And I could go on and on, especially the Surah 489, where it says you don't ally yourself with non-Muslims. Mm. This is the, the basic foundational teaching of Islam. It's, it's a works-based salvation. So this unspoken fifth pillar of Islam is death by martyrdom. And so this is there's an eschatology that the Muslims' world is working off of. Not, they don't all agree, like Christianity doesn't all agree, but it's satanic in nature. And it's satanic in nature because God has made promises to the Jewish people that he will fulfill that usher in his second coming. Tim, we live in, in an amazing time. People that miss we the fact do. that we're living in... In prophetic times, uh, some of the prophecies Israel's filled, filled so far, the Jewish people gathered in unbelief from the four corners of the earth, Isaiah 11, 11 through 12. The state of Israel being reestablished, it happened in May 14, 1948, did. according to Isaiah 66 and Ezekiel 37. The Jews would reoccupy the city of Jerusalem, May of uh, June 7th of 1967, the land of Israel would turn from desolation to bounty, Ezekiel 36, the Hebrew language come back from the dead, Zephaniah 3.9, and then all the nations of the world will come against Israel over the issue of control of Jerusalem. And we see that the Vatican wants it, the UN wants it, America seems to have a say in it. The whole world is telling the Jewish people how to run. So these prophecies, we live in prophetic times. We
0: certainly do. And I'm excited because some of those prophecies literally came to pass in my lifetime. I wasn't alive in 1948, but I was on the earth in 1967. And just to think that prophecies that Christians for many, many centuries anticipated and trusted would come to pass. Long to see in their day and age, and we have the privilege of seeing it. Well, in terms of the Islamic attitude toward the Jewish people, there was a season when Iran, of all countries, was Israel's greatest ally. In recent years, Turkey has been very friendly toward Israel, but as Turkey has become more Islamist, they are turning their backs. The government is definitely becoming antagonistic toward Israel and is supporting even the terrorists in Palestine. We're going to offer up Dr. Reagan's book, Islam and Christianity, as a resource to help you understand. But in the Islamic mind there is the the world of Islam, the Dar al-Islam, and then there's the world at war, the world of war. They call it Dar al-Harb, which means everywhere else that Islam is not already ruling and reigning is to be at war because they are to overthrow and to be in competition. Armed struggle. And so you think of jihad, and many American Muslims kind of uh, soft pedal the idea of jihad. Well, it's just an internal struggle. No, the ones who get fervent in their faith recognize it is an armed struggle to follow in the footsteps of Muhammad, who very in a very bloodthirsty manner slaughter Jews and and people living within the region that he conquered.
1: Well Islam is is has its own cultural Christianity there's cultural Islam. When sure. you hear George W Bush say Islam is a religion of peace, uh. there are definitely Muslims out there who believe in peace, and want peace, and many of them. But to be a true Muslim means to submit, to be one, submit to Allah. And what does Allah tell you? Through the prophet Muhammad, but to slay anyone else who isn't a Muslim. So as long as the Jewish people are there, it's an affront to Allah because they feel like they lost their land to the Jews. That was Allah's land. And Allah will not let them into paradise until they reclaim that land again.
0: One of the things I did not realize until just this past weekend is I've always known Hamas is an acronym that stands in Arabic for the letters of their full name, the Islamic Resistance. Mm -hmm. You ask, what are they resisting? They are not resisting uh, secularism or even the Western world. Their specific intent is to resist and to fight against Israel. So Hamas, even as the, the government entity in the Gaza Strip just recently confessed The last few years when they were relatively quiet, they were uh, fooling the world into thinking they had an interest in actually governing. They said, we really don't care about governing. In other words, providing prosperity and, and a good life for their citizens, the people of Gaza. Their only objective is to murder Jews and destroy the state of Israel. So the word Hamas, even though it is an acronym for the longer name, actually means in Arabic enthusiastic rage. And you can see this rage manifest, again, in the barbarism of the terrorist who came across the border fence into Israel and just violently and, and murderously slaughtered so many Israelis, including babies, bedding babies and, and old women. It is beyond comprehension how people could behave that way, but they have been instilled with this enthusiastic murderous rage that's what the very
1: name means some are saying that even hamas in hebrew means violence and that's exactly what they are but i think as americans we bear some of the responsibility for what's going on there because the united states governments for depending on almost every administration has fought for a two state solution if israel would give up land they will get peace from the muslims and so back in 2005 George W. Bush brokered a deal where where Israel would pull out of the Gaza Strip, which was the breadbasket of the Middle East at that time period. And I remember, if you remember in 2005, the horrible videos of Jewish people being dragged out of their homes and forced out. And so the idea was, okay, we're giving the Gaza Strip to the Palestinian people down there, and then therefore they will get peace back. But ever since 2005, it's become a launching ground for Iran and other prox- to proxy through and keep le- sending missiles. Creative, they get, they're very creative. They said balloons with fire, yeah. they, they paragliders in. I mean, they use what they got, but you're, you're absolutely right to, they exist not to benefit their people who are kept in abject poverty. They're there to destroy Israel. And as we know, it's a, it's a bigger spiritual battle because it like you said, is. This is working towards like the Psalm 83 war, which it's debatable, but we believe that that fits the bill because when you get to the Gog and Magog war, the nations directly surrounding Israel are missing. So it seems that when Russia aligns with Iran and uh, Turkey and Sudan and Libya, which those alliances exist today, which is a mind blown because they used to be enemies, that that war is a prophetic war that the Gog and Magog war is coming soon. Tim, I have an article and we have a number of other articles on our website called Timing Gog Magog, it goes through all the different timing arguments, but it seems that we believe that the best timing that God gives us using timing clues is that the Gog Magog War will happen after the Psalm 83 war, we don't know how it will in response to the rapture, but it'll happen just before at the onset of the tribulation. And then that will lead into a time of peace of so the seven-year tribulation, and then the Antichrist will then gather the entire right. world against Israel.
0: Certainly will. You know, I do remember when the Bush administration really leaned on Israel to give the Gaza Strip back to mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Palestinians and said, we will, we will be there to stand alongside you and we'll ensure that the terrorism is not sprouted in the Gaza Strip. I remember Israeli leaders trying to sell this, uh, this give back to their own people saying, well, We believe that that the Gazans, uh, the Palestinians living there have the potential to make the the Gaza Strip like Singapore. In other words, a a place of great prosperity. Even though it's very small, it could be as prosperous as some of the, the small nations already in the world. And yet their leaders, having gotten huge sums of money given to them by the West, including the United States, have utilized that money for what? to destroy Israel, not to bring up the standard of living of their people, not to invest in their own society. When the Gazans
1: took it over, they actually took all the farms and they they destroyed, them down, them. they destroyed they destroyed yeah. they destroyed the entire economy and by mixing the the plastics and things and they killed the soil so they couldn't grow anything and it goes back to the prophecy where if the Israel doesn't control the land it falls back into desolation and the Gaza strip fell back into desolation.
0: Well so I want to bring the conversation to a conclusion with a little application for us here in this country okay. because we watch the news happening and obviously it's heartbreaking to us but we also see how many in American society are deluded into having antagonism toward Israel and how many on the left in particular, look at the American college campuses, are actually coming out in support of the terrorists. I I just am galled at the fact that we have demonstrations that happened here in Dallas, it's happened in many large cities in the United States where there's a a support for the terrorists and an equivocation between Israel and those who mean to destroy it.
1: Yeah, well then the purpose is God wants Israel to turn to Him. Matter of fact, all these prophecies surround Israel because God says that He will not return into the remnant of Jewish people at the end of the tribulation, call out blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so Satan believes that if he can destroy the Jewish people, there will not be the return of Jesus Christ to defeat him and send him to the bottomless pit, eventually the lake of fire. So that's Satan's strategy. What's interesting I find, Tim, is that We're seeing the beginnings of that final war as all the nations come against Israel. But the result of the Gog and Magog war is that Russia and the Islamic world are no longer players entering into the tribulation. So Satan will lose Islam as a player to help further his cause of defeat in the Jewish people. But I think we see in in civilization, and even sadly in the church, is that many peoples, the anti-Semitism will grow to the point where the Antichrist in the prophecy is that he will gather All the people, as Zechariah 12 and 14 tell us, the entire world the entire world to destroy that tiny little nation to, and destroy the Jewish people. Satan will become that desperate to stop Christ from returning.
0: Well, I think that, that we have to be clear, as we have here at Lamb & Ministries, that we stand with Israel. Not because they're perfect, but because the Word of God says that God stands with Israel. That they are His chosen people and that He has a provision for them to bring them to salvation. And I think that's the good news, that even in the midst of this conflict, you know I said at the opening, Nathan and I are not prophetic. We did not foresee this exact attack coming on October 7th. But the Lord God Almighty did. And you think, well, why didn't He prevent it? Well, folks, that's a, an age-old question. Why does God allow evil to, to be perpetrated on the earth? Because in the fullness of time He will gain even greater glory. And so we are witnessing Israelis who are now activated, many of them at the front, getting ready for an assault anytime, who are coming to grips with eternal questions. Some of them will be asking about... The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We gave a great testimony of Aryabar David in our current Lamplighter episode or magazine, talking about how he was able to testify to his faith in Yeshua in the 1967 and 1973 war. So the Lord will be glorified even in this time. And in our country, this becomes a moment for Christians to recognize that we have to be serious about sharing the gospel that there may be Jewish friends who are distraught, that we can offer love and encouragement to, and very gently tell them, we know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so we would encourage you to get to know Him the way we do. God will be glorified even through this human tragedy, and we do not countenance the the murder. We uh, obviously are heartbroken over the hostages and the families who are suffering so grievously, but we trust that God is in control. You know, I mentioned Amos nine 7, or fifteen. He, the Lord said, "I will plant them, Israel, on their land, and they will not again be rooted out from their land, the land He gave them, which I have given to them." Says the Lord your God. Habakkuk, even when understanding great destruction was coming, confessed that he would trust in the Lord regardless of what come, came, because, as he said, the righteous will live by faith. Is Israel's war with Hamas prophetic? What motivates Islamic terrorists to murder Jews? Is Psalm 83 an actual prophecy about an end times war? Is Russia preparing for the Gog Magog invasion of Israel? Will nuclear weapons ever be used? And is there any hope of world peace? Arm yourself with the truth of what God's prophetic word says about the end times and make sure you're ready for Jesus' return. Our special offer number, 838, includes two of Dr. David Reagan's most popular books, Nine Wars of the End Times and Islam and Christianity. Get your copies for a gift of $25 or more, and that's a $10 savings. Just call the number you see on the screen or order online at lamblion.com. So many of your questions about Islam's role in the wars of the end times will be answered by these two fantastic books. As we close out this episode of Christ in Prophecy, let me be clear. Nathan and I do not claim to be prophets. We did not foresee Hamas' October 7th attack on Israel, and we cannot foresee what will develop next in this conflict. What we do recognize is that the Bible tells us that the world will grow increasingly dark in the end times. Christians and Jews will be further ostracized and hated by the rest of the world. The love of many will grow cold, and the faith of others will falter. We believe that Jesus is coming very soon for His church. After we have gone to the place He is preparing for us, the world will descend into the horror of the Tribulation. Every nation will eventually come against Israel, and the Antichrist will attempt to eradicate the Jews completely. But God will preserve a remnant of His chosen people, bringing them to salvation when they look upon their Jewish Messiah. For now, we do pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for shalom for Israel. We pray that each Israeli will come to know the one Simeon anticipated as the consolation of Israel. And we look forward to the day when God's righteous justice is meted out on those who are satanically inspired to murderous hate. Just remember this, God already poured out His righteous judgment on Jesus Christ, on behalf of all who trust in Him. Yeshua, God's own salvation, is coming again as the Prince of Peace. HE WILL REIGN FROM THE THRONE OF HIS FATHER DAVID OVER THE HOUSE OF JACOB FOREVER, AND HIS KINGDOM WILL HAVE NO END. COME LORD JESUS, MARANATHA, AND GOD SPEED.